Law Matters Live show was created to give law enforcement a voice rather than a soundbite. And in doing so, we have also given you a voice with federal, state, and local law enforcement agencies, the legal community, government officials, and our military. Join us every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. You will hear truthful, up-to-date information that's valuable to you and your family. Please show your support by going to lawmatters1030.org and join our 1030 challenge. Your contributions do make a difference. Now, let's start the show. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining Law Matters. I want to make an announcement before I introduce our guest today. Uh, last week, we had uh, IRS on, and Mark Barnes, the owner of Copper Canyon Taxes, he's an enrolled agent, will be here on the 5th of February to answer your questions. So get him ready. He's He knows everything. He can cite statutes, the entire enchilada. And don't forget, if you're making money by illegal means, you still need to report it. So get your questions ready. You can call in at 790-2040. Okay, in the studio, we have, you're the president? I am. Okay, he's the president of 88 Crime. His name is Dave. And on the phone, we have Jim who is the executive director of Crime Stoppers in Puget Sound, who is also a trainer for Crime Stoppers International. Jim, are you there? I am. And how are you doing? Uh, good. Good morning. Well, it's a little hour earlier here, so uh, it's uh, bright and early for a Saturday morning. I know. I got up this morning. I was <laughs> laughing. I thought, aha, he has to get up early. So yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's a Saturday. It's, 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 it's still dark out, too. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay, I want to I want to start with you, Jim, because you've been with Crime Stoppers for how long? Uh, I st- I've been about about just about ten years. Right when I came back from uh, uh, my overseas assignment uh, uh, in uh, in Europe, um, I worked for King County Sheriff's Office for thirty three years and worked for the feds uh, for about six years, and then came over came back to uh, uh, Seattle and uh, started working for Crime Stoppers. Have things settled down there? Last time we had you on the air, there were riots all over the place. You had to take the wrap off your car. <laughs> things yeah, were very uh, unsettled. We, yeah, we had some uh, um, some incidents going on, you know, as you know, for a couple of years. And I think uh, there's a glimmer of hope. Things have started to change a bit around here. We've got uh, um, some sane people that were uh, just elected to the council and, and, and a mayor and uh uh, we're just hopeful uh, that uh, things will start to turn here soon. Yeah, thank God for sane people, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to. I want the people to understand our listeners to understand what exactly you do with Crime Stoppers. I know I met you at one of the conferences and you were training, but you do more than just train other Crime Stopper associations. What all do you do for Crime Stoppers? Well. It, well, it, it's some of it's under the guise of Crime Stoppers. Is that is that uh, we formed a new uh, group called uh, Crime Stoppers Global Solutions that uses technology uh, that helps um, citizens report crime anonymously, uh, and in in countries where they would most likely be afraid to because of of uh, uh, corruption uh, and and retribution. So. Uh, we we're pushing this forward uh, uh, now in, in the in the Balkans as part of uh, uh, part of a ch- basically a chapter of of our local program that helps start this. And I know you have an app, and we were I, we promote the app all the time, but I think the app has changed. 
The telephone app, app is changing. Okay. Yeah, we're we're using right now P3 tips, and and uh, Dave and I talked about this uh, uh, the first part of the month. Is that um, we started using this tip app in November of 2016, and our tips automatically quadrupled, and our arrests more than doubled because we're getting more tips in, and. Uh, uh, the police departments, especially here, are relying on us more as we as we hear the touting of defunding of of, uh, of police departments and less manpower. That it becomes more important than ever that they can get some of these tips and and make an arrest um, uh, and put a case together on um, with basically utilizing less manpower. Let's say you have a a homicide that happens on a Friday night and you've got detectives out. Uh, imagine the amount of overtime they're spending to keep these guys out to investigate it where where one tip can help solve that case and and shrink that that those that those investigative man hours yeah that's it's pretty remarkable how that works and I think Dave is going to tell us yeah. exactly how it works because last time we were on uh there was a little bit of confusion, and I think Dave can clear it up for everybody so Dave is the president of 88 Crime. Everybody needs to understand 88 Crime is a part of Crime Stoppers. 88 Crime is the phone number to call in. So, Sherry, it's wonderful to be here with you again today and to, to be able to uh, uh, have a dialogue with your listeners. You're exactly correct. Um, 88 Crime operates under the umbrella of Crime Stoppers USA. Uh, we're a suborganization that uh, is supported by the Pima County Attorney's Office, but we really provide direct support to our communities across all of southern Arizona. Several different ways uh, a citizen can report crime. Uh, for for southern Arizona, they can call 88-CRIME. Um, you can also uh, go to the 88crime.org website and file a form. And lastly, using the P3 app, uh, which can be downloaded from the Google Store or Apple Store. Very simple to use. You can submit a tip directly from your cell phone. You can um, review tips that have been previously previously submitted. You can call the hotline. And I really want to emphasize that regardless of which way you contact 88 Crime, it is 100% anonymous. Neither 88 Crime nor law enforcement knows the identity of the, the caller. And I really think that goes to the sanctity of our program. We have to have trust with our community and, exactly. and build that by maintaining that anonymity. Exactly. And people need to understand because they don't know who you are. You don't have to go to court and testify. You don't have, you know, there are all the things that go along with walking into a police station and telling them what you know. All that goes away. A- absolutely true. In fact, um, you know, not only are, are violent crimes reported, but many times it's, it's really more of the problems in a community. And that's often the least, um, uh, someone doesn't want to report something that's going on with their neighbors. They don't want to know. They don't want anyone to know that that they're the ones calling in. Working through 88 Crime is a perfect way to get that very much needed information to help us improve the quality of life across all of our communities in Southern Arizona. Oh, there has been so many situations right here in Tucson that 
you know, you hear something ends up in court, especially when it involves children. You think the neighbors are like, well, I thought something was odd. Why didn't you call it in? Why didn't you call it in? You could have saved their life. And the reality is sometimes people are afraid. Right. And I think you also have to look at their backgrounds. Many of the the victims that we see um, across across the um, southern Arizona spectrum, they can be from Hispanic um, communities. They can be from Asian, from Middle Eastern, from from African newly integrated people who are new to the United States who may have come from countries where law enforcement is corrupt, right. where government is corrupt, and they don't have trust. So this is one way to start building that trust. And that's one thing that at 88 Crime, we plan on doing a lot more outreach into many of these these newly introduced diasporas across southern Arizona. That's awesome because it's, there's uh, so much information that can be had. And in some of these areas, especially trafficking, human trafficking as well as sex trafficking. I mean, it, it's right here, folks. That's exactly correct. <laughs> and it's unfortunate, but, you know, drugs, look at all the drugs that come across the border. And I'm sure the person who's bringing it in isn't the only one that knows it's coming. Absolutely yeah. <laughs> true. And, and they experience that in their neighborhoods. They yeah. may have uh, people that are accepting stolen property, that are selling drugs out of homes. And that's the last thing you want in yeah. your neighborhood, near your children, near your friends. Uh, this is one way to get that information in without going directly through law enforcement by calling 911. Yeah, you see all this stuff going on. Not your normal garage sale, right? <laughs> so I know you've done a lot of work on this, Jim. And tell us a little bit about your international experience and what had you develop some of this. Well, how this started is once we started using the um, the P3 Tips app and saw how successful it was, where if the information given by a tipster uh, uh, leads to an arrest and a charge, is that uh, a person receives a monetary incentive, uh, a reward, basically. And I thought, well, if that can happen here, where, you know, basically our standard of living is a lot better than some of these developing countries. And uh, I know Dave knows this. He's, uh, uh, from what I understand, he's in a lot of, of uh, uh, Asia, Middle East uh, countries as well. And you can see this, is that, I decided to take this overseas to those areas uh, uh, with, with corruption-based crime, uh, the crimes that have no borders. So I randomly picked seven crimes, human trafficking, terrorism, illicit trade, arms dealing, drug smuggling, cybercrime, and bank fraud. And uh, I brought it back to the Balkans, and I, I, I went back uh, with trusted police officers because if you have corruption involved in this, is that the, uh, the receipt of those tips could be very counterproductive, is I brought two countries together outside the European Union, Serbia and Bosnia, two inside, Slovenia and Croatia. I did one press release and one presentation, and I had 47 tips in a week. So these people want to talk. They're, they're, they're just afraid to. So I, I think the idea of, of hitting some of these crimes at the source or the traffic routes could, could make a, a, a big difference in where it ends up down the road. Yeah, no kidding. And 
it seems to be working. You've got a, a program that seems to be nipping away at it or at least disrupting some of their activities. What do you see happening in the future? Well, um, here's what happened in, in November of 20, no, um, February of 2020, I actually had, uh, we decided one that Bosnia was not the place to start because of the three different cultures there. When one likes it, the other two don't. So we, we moved it to Serbia. It took two years to build the relationships, find the trusted people and, and get the, that, whatever those agencies to trust us. So, um, uh, I brought trusted Serbs here to learn the operational side of things. Two weeks later, COVID hit, and they're being ravaged and ravaged again. Uh, so things have kind of slowed, which is 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 not a good sign. And and there even I internet crimes against children is up, um, according to the National Center of uh, Missing Exploited Children, is up over forty percent since the start of the pandemic. Why kids are home? And the uh, stalkers are home as well, um, uh, picking, um, yeah, picking children else to on, do. on the internet. Yeah. So it's it, it's it's uh, um, it's it's hard to get back in, and we we were set to with the State Department for a uh, a government contract, and we were working you know with the with state to to get that moving, and then everyone started working from home. We had the pandemic, we had the election, and and then. Um, um, priorities uh, with the federal government changes, and and so we're waiting. Uh, um, uh, have our lobbyists in D.C. waiting and working his way back into um, uh, into the State Department for for funding. It, funding has been a real problem for everybody with this pandemic yeah, go going on. It's just horrific. So yeah. I I think it's an important program, and hopefully hopefully we'll be able to get some funding going, Dave. Yeah, and you know, I think Jim brings up a great point. As we look at crime and how it proliferates between the local level, state, national, internationally, many of the tips that we receive through 88 Crime here in southern Arizona lead to um, investigations in, in other states, arrests in other states, and even internationally. I was going to say, how about other countries? We're so close to the border. We are, and... uh and in fact, we have had tips that lead to the arrest of fugitives that have fled to Mexico in the past. Okay, how is yeah. how do you bring these fugitives back? So that's done through working with the United States Marshal Service. Um, they take care of the extradition. They work with our with their attorneys, um, U.S. attorneys, and uh, and it, it's a government to government cooperative effort. So you have a good relationship with Mexico. I, I can't really speak personally to the Mexican job, yeah. relationship because that's not something that I've done in the past. Okay. But my experience has been we do receive fugitives from Mexico. Uh, and Do they so, come up here and get their fugitives? They do. Do they? They do. Cool. <laughs> I, you know, I always hear about the fugitives fleeing to Mexico, but I, that's got to work both ways, right? Uh, absolutely. And sure, <laughs> you know, you touched on something that, that I think is very important. Uh, over the course of the last two years, uh, we talked about funding. 88 Crime does not use any tax monies to support our program. The board of directors are charged with raising money. We do that largely through community partnerships, 
And and really, when you look at 88 crime, it, we serve as a conduit through the police and the community, but we rely very heavily on our community members, the media, state, local, federal law enforcement, and, and finally our business owners. We have a, an award ceremony on May 7th coming up, and we are certainly looking for community members, business owners that uh, would be willing to sponsor uh, the event uh, or make donations to the event so that we can get out and appropriately acknowledge those police officers, those community members, people that are participating in and, and, and really making a difference in solving crimes and also improving the quality of life for our residents. When is your event? It is on May 7th, and it will be at the beautiful Savoy Opera House in Trail Dust Town. I'm so glad you moved it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It will be a Western attire. There you go. I think it will Can be... Can you bring uh, your horse? It, 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 it's going to be a great time. <laughs> that, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's an, it's an organization that really needs a lot of funding because you do so much. And... Like you said, no tax dollars are used. This is all contributed by the community. And it's that way, I think, with all of uh, Crime Stoppers, right? No tax dollars are used. It's all community funded. And, hey, they're helping you clean up your neighborhood. Let's contribute. Absolutely. And just to give you just a small sense of, of accomplishment for 88 Crime, in the last, since the inception of our program here in Pima County, recovered over $20 million in stolen property that ultimately gets returned to the victims. Uh, we've paid out uh, nearly $1.8 in rewards. We've uh, been directly responsible for over 6,200 arrests. That makes a significant difference in our community. Oh, absolutely. And it probably, if you're the tipster... Maybe better Christmas. Absolutely <laughs> a car true. payment, something. You know, you're going to get a reward for being honest and Absolutely. helping clean up your neighborhood. So what the heck? Why not? Okay, I didn't tell everybody that Rich Tracy is sitting here, and he downloaded the P3. Tell us your experience. Is your mic on? I think it is. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Um, it's hard people probably don't believe I've actually been sitting here quietly for 20 minutes or so. But yeah, uh, it's hard to believe. <laughs> um, since the conversation about the P3 app came up, I went to my phone, I went to the app store, I downloaded the app, and within just a few clicks, I had it set to Tucson, and I could, I could report a tip, and then I closed it and reopened it, and it reopens to an 88 crime screen that lets you do a lot of different things. Oh, so cool. I just want to let the listeners know it took me just a few minutes to to click through everything and get it set up and now every time i open up the app it goes right to uh right to 88 crime and you know you never know when you're going to see something that needs to be reported and this is just a really quick way of reporting something so what the heck download it on your phone it's nice to have you never know when you're going to need it and i know from a privacy perspective just to to reiterate one more time when using this app, calling the, the tip line or making a report online outside of the app, every, every piece of information that's provided is anonymized. We don't receive your phone number. We don't know your name. We don't know where you live. 
there's no information about the caller. You're given a secret PIN number, and that's the only source of identification that will ever be used from the time you make the tip to the time you collect the reward. No one ever knows your name or anything else about you. Even when you collect the reward, you're given a certain code, you're told to go to a certain bank, give the teller that code, and you get your money, you walk away. You literally receive it right there. And Is it in the form of a check or is it in the form of cash? <laughs> it, 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 it's got to be cash. We write, we write a check um, to that PIN number. Right. So once it goes to the bank, the the tipster can come to that bank at any time, any day that they're open, any time that they're open, uh, and they can pick up their money. Okay. And it's cash. It's got to be cash then because you're writing it to the... No, they're actually getting... A, f- a check? A, correct. I would frame it. That would be so <laughs> cool. You get a check from 88 Crime. And, and that's one of the safeguards that are in place so that there is just absolutely no way that that person can be discovered, the identity of the person can be discovered. And they can cash that check right there at the bank. That's correct. So that's it. Nobody knows who you are. That's awesome. That's a great way of doing it. How long has um, this program been around? And I do want to add very quickly, Uh-oh. no identification required to cash that check. So you could send in grandma, and she can do it. <laughs> whoever has that PIN number, then their can do it. Their not their confidential number uh-huh. can walk in and and be able to cash that check without ID. Again, a safeguard to protect identity. So I can see it now. People are going to be walking into banks making up PIN numbers. It would be very <laughs> difficult for them to identify the the size or scope of our pin number it, it's it's more complicated Is that one two three four no, no? We, use, we use a very large <laughs> a long pin number that that would be extremely difficult to to replicate the password okay. is not password that's oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna try it okay we're gonna take a quick break jim don't hang up on us we have more questions for you okay i'm here okay We'll talk to you in a few. Law Matters Live Show airs every Saturday morning at 8 when we, you and I, talk with law enforcement. On our next show, Jim Fotis, President of the National Police Defense Coalition, and Jim Parks, Executive Director of ASCOPS, answer all your questions. So get them ready to call in at 790-2040. And please support Law Matters on our website, lawmatters1030.org. Your generosity truly makes a difference. Law Matters Podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and lawmatters1030.org. Law Matters was created to open the lines of communication between law enforcement and you. 1030 in police code means excessive use or unauthorized use of the radio, something we do with each podcast posted to iTunes and Google Play. Hi, this is Rich Tracy inviting you to join our conversation and asking you to support our mission. Please go to lawmatters1030.org to contribute. No amount is too small. Saving lives means staying informed. Knowing the dangers of using counterfeit prescription pills can help those you care about and keep our community safe. 
As a parent, educator, neighbor, or friend, we all play a role in building safe and healthy futures for ourselves and our loved ones. Do your part. Take the first step today. Visit GetSmartAboutDrugs.com to access education, prevention, and treatment resources. Counterfeit prescription pills laced with fentanyl are deadly. Be their protector. Be informed. Visit GetSmartAboutDrugs.com. To report suspected human trafficking, please call the National Human Trafficking Resource Center at 1-888-373-7888 or text HELP or INFO to 233-733. To learn more about Homeland Security investigations and our efforts to combat human trafficking, please visit our website at www.ice.gov or check out the DHS Blue Campaign at www.dhs.gov slash blue campaign. For more information on the Southern Arizona Anti-Trafficking Unified Response Network, please visit us at www.saturn.org or find us on Facebook. Okay, thanks for staying with us. If you have any questions, the number is 790-2040. On the phone, we have Jim Fuda, who is the Executive Director of Crime Stoppers of Puget Sound, and he's also the Vice Chair of the Crime Stoppers Global Solutions. He trains the people for 88 Crime. And in the studio, we have Dave here. He's the President of 88 Crime, and he's on his phone. We want to talk about these apps i want to compare the apps um jim i know they just opened the app here and we're playing with it and there's a lot of different things that you can do with this app is it basically the same all the way across the country and globally uh yes on with the p3 tips app it it is and the 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 beauty of it is each different program can add um specific crimes to that are may might be unique to their area or uh, when they first comes out, for example, there there was an animal abuse on ours, and so we added added uh, uh, that as as well uh, to the laundry list of crimes that's on there. So it covers pretty much everything, with, even with the other uh, listed down there. And, and as you're reporting uh, whatever it is that you want to report, so um, it's it's been extremely effective. And like I said, uh, um, with the idea being with the uh, on that technology using an app, I joke I can't get my granddaughter to talk to me on the telephone, but she texts me back in 30 seconds. So we're on that in that gaming generation area era where people uh, just seem more comfortable being anonymous by utilizing those apps. Okay, do you have a list of the most wanted in the different regions? Like I, they were just talking during the break about they have the most wanted uh, listed on their app, on the 88 Crime app. In different regions, do they have the most wanted listed and what dastardly deed they did? Uh, well, what we we have, not necessarily on the app for us, but what we have is on our website, uh, crimestoppers.com, uh, is um, uh, we list uh, our our most wanted on there, and we actually utilize a television show with our a local Fox affiliate up here called Washington's Most Wanted, and uh, we've got a YouTube channel now. And uh, uh, so we we I have David Rose, who's the host of that show. Uh, we we take snippets of those and put it on our website for people to look at. Yeah. Okay, so. Let's talk about the 88 Crime app for a minute. I see there's a lot of... I don't have it on my phone yet. No, well, not that part. Talk to me. Go through that app for me. I'd be glad to, Sherry. So a number of things that the the app provides uh, access to. We talked about submitting a tip. makes it very easy to go on the phone, submit a tip. 
You can also provide updated information on a tip, and and I would like to highlight, we've talked a lot about contemporary crime and, and issues facing our neighborhoods, but it's also important that we do a look back, and, and oftentimes, over time, people will begin talking about crimes that were committed 10 years, 20 years, 30 Thinking years it ago. it doesn't matter anymore. We also keep and maintain all of our high-profile homicide cases on the both the website and the app. Very, very important that if people learn something about even an old old crime, please take the moment to to submit a tip on it. It may result in in a cold case being solved. It would be that key piece of information. It could be. And uh, on the app, when you go to wanted persons, you can you'll immediately see. Um, our homicide cases, we have, um, we have a lot of the, the crimes separated by type of crime, whether it's a homicide, a sexual assault, a robbery, an aggravated assault, etc. And you can scroll down, see the pictures of the people who we're looking for. You don't have my picture in there, do you? You are not. <laughs> I just thought I did. But it's only a matter of time. It's a matter of time. Uh, okay, who are all these people? What did they do? So it ranges. You know, when when I open the app, the very first one, uh, really important, uh, is a homicide. We have another for seven counts of sexual assault. This is a, a serial um, rapist. We also have uh, someone who's wanted uh, for possession with the intent to deliver methamphetamines. We have uh, aggravated domestic violence assault. And this is a good way to report domestic violence it is in fact a case that i had 30 years ago when i was a detective uh, we were actually able to find the the husband who had committed some very egregious crimes to his wife and uh he was recovered in mexico so uh, after he fled so again great way to great great way to see all of the um all of the various felony cases, I would highlight that we don't report the lower-level misdemeanor crimes. We don't want this to become so... Uh, Petty. Yes. Uh, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for major crimes, felonies of, of all kinds, but we really focus very heavily on your violent crimes. Yeah, the, I know I when you were on the show last time, and it's on our website, um the Women's Foundation up in Canada, I don't remember exactly the name of their organization, but they have an international hand signal that people can use in case they've been um, in trouble. Yes. And it's a matter of hold your hand up and, what is it, cup your thumb and then close your fist. And if you go on our website, you'll see it demonstrated on there. And anybody can use that signal if they're not... A, immediate situation that needs help regardless of what it is use that signal and and if people who are watching you understand what that signal is and we're trying to get that knowledge out there then you know you'll you'll get some help without screaming and yelling and and causing a scene to yourself because that could just further harm you (laughs) you don't want to do that absolutely so are you back oh sorry no, I was just going to ask you, do you, are you familiar with that signal, Jim? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, we, we, uh, we promote it here as well. 
But going back to a little bit what Dave was talking about, about, about uh, uh, cold case homicides, is that what we're finding here more now, too, is to keep these cases um, at the forefront, is especially these last two years, we have a lot of unsolved homicide here, gun violence stuff. And, and uh, uh, the families are contacting us now, uh, and it's heartbreaking to listen to i got an email here uh, a month ago from a guy that we've actually talked a couple of times a week now that that he says my son 26 years old um was gunned down in our pioneer square area he was just at the wrong place at the wrong time as a nightclub was getting out and uh in this time of of uh of covid where where uh, and less cops is that um, he, his closing remarks on his email was, I'm a broken man. And you've got to look at the families that, that uh, we can help, but they look at us at times as their last hope to, because the detectives, for a lot of reasons, um, uh, can't, can't give them some information, but they still want that hope uh, uh, that we can help. So, you know, we, we advertise it with the, the media, try to keep this, this stuff forward. Uh, and uh, my first question is, are you willing to go on the air to, uh, 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 you know, to talk with the media and, and keep this fresh? And uh, I always get absolutely. So we have several of these um, uh, in, the, in the works right now that will, will be coming out in the next week or so uh, and try to bring these families to, together to um, – uh, to where we can put uh, um, some faces out there to people um, and and get some relief for these families. Are you? I know down here we are short on law officers. Every yeah. department, every agency, is it the same situation up there? Oh, absolutely. Especially with with the lack of support that that we're getting from our city council here, is that. Uh, 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 the, what we call the steal a cop program where other agencies that might be more attractive, um, uh, the, so you got an, you're getting a, to hire an already trained, uh, uh, police officer and, and, uh, so the, some of the officers that don't feel that supported are, uh, rapidly leaving some of the larger agencies. I love that steal a cop. <laughs> That's great. I know several months ago I interviewed a deputy from Georgia. They get paid ten dollars an hour, and I was like, "What? Excuse me? <laughs> there, there's no way. There's no way." That was their time. I imagine now it's it's gone up a little bit because of the increase in minimum wage, but that just floored me and a lot of listeners too. And it was shortly after the show ended, he got a phone call from some agency here offering him a job. <laughs> so yeah. I understand that steal a cop thing. <laughs> yeah. So, how how is it? How are Dave our our local law enforcement? How are they doing? Are they overburdened? You know, I know the uh, staffing has been very challenging uh, for many of the same reasons that that Jim spoke to. Uh, the reality is there's a there's an undertow, um, you know, with law enforcement right now, and and that also leads to a distrust when. Um, when staffing goes down, officers are less likely to respond or even be able to respond to some of these lower-level crimes yeah. because they're having to prioritize. Leaders are having to prioritize what crimes they go to, um, and those are typically violent crimes in progress that, that become the number one response, leaving people who may have just had their home burglarized 
waiting hours days or days yeah. before an officer can can come there um, so you know I think it's it's endemic across the country right now it's it's just a a time that law enforcement is going through and it's we're experiencing the same thing that that every agency is across the country right now it's how are we going to fix it you know I think uh, I, I think it begins with community yeah. support and uh, not just our public but also government support our our leaders in government need to recognize the importance of law enforcement the fact that Peace officers bring a lot of continuity to our communities. Um, the work they do is is critical to you the safety yeah. and security of our 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 citizens, our businesses, our way of life. And you that's can't really have the bad guys in charge. Absolutely, and, and we've seen that in different communities across the country where um, they've operated quite freely. Um, Without law enforcement being able to to address those issues because of policy matters, Jim, I know you can probably name a few countries where the the bad guys are in charge. Um, definitely, um, it's um, for example, you go you go to uh, um, Eastern Eastern Europe, definitely, um, where I worked in Pakistan, same, and Indonesia was the same, and you would. I, a good example. I was I was um, wrote and taught a demonstration management course in Indonesia in the mid two thousands, and and um, one guy every time we took a break would lay down and, and he was a lieutenant would lay down and, and sleep. And I said, God, this poor guy. What what's he? What, what he says? Oh, he hasn't had a day off in seven years. And I went, well, how could he not have a day off in seven years? And the interpreter says, well, if he if he leaves his job, he's out of the cut money that, that they extort from citizens every night, and then it goes to somebody else. So he goes to work to keep his trap line going. And so these are the kinds of things that are that are happening in developing countries because they don't make enough money. We were experienced some of this in the, in, in the 60s, especially on the East Coast. The lower-paid departments, there's more, there was corruption. As soon as they raised the pay, uh, the, the the corruption in that regard went away. Wow, <laughs> that just floors me. You know, and Sherry, on a <laughs> on, on perhaps a more positive note, I think it's I'd be remiss not to say this. We have great law enforcement leaders and great law enforcement officers across throughout all of Southern Arizona at the at the local, the state, the federal level. We're very fortunate. Uh, where we are, and and they have a lot of pride. They're trying to do the right thing. They're trying to get by, getting by under very difficult circumstances. But yeah. what I'm seeing are improvements. I see that that they're making an effort. Leaders are making an effort to bring more law enforcement officers in, get them the requisite training, and get them out on the street where they can do a lot of good. And that that's a spans all of Southern Arizona. Yeah, it's it's been remarkable, and I think it's really important that while we do experience this lull in hiring, apparently, everybody uses this app. It's a community. We need to be all together, not just here, but up there and in, you know, where Jim is, all across the country. Everybody needs to be a part of fixing it. Let's get the bad guys put away. 
so that we can live a more safe life. Absolutely, uh, absolutely agree with you. And, and again, I'd make a plea to, you know, our entire community, our business owners, anything they can do to help support 88 crime will go a long way in bringing these, these fugitives and these criminals to justice. So what else is on that app besides the most wanted? Your phone so again, you're able to certainly, uh, review the, the tips that you've already submitted. You can provide updated information. That will then get funneled to law enforcement. Yeah, I think people need to know that once you submit a tip, you've got your your login information. You can go back in. If things are progressing, go back in and update it. And again, the only thing they need is that confidential number. That's how they're going to communicate 100% of the time. This is done through a a completely anonymized system, so don't lose that number. Okay, can they can law enforcement communicate with you at that same anonymous thing or is it a one way trail? It's a one way trail okay. except law enforcement could leave a message with eighty eight crime and if that person or when they call back and provide their number, they can be told law enforcement would like to know, you know blah 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 whatever it is that, that they're asking about. And then it's it's up to that tipster whether they're going to provide additional information. Uh, the last thing we want to do is is have them give something that's going to reveal who they are and put them in jeopardy. Right. So don't say my brother or my neighbor or my, you know, you don't want to say things like that. Exactly. Just give the information. Just provide the information. And I, I, I do have to give credit to the the tip line and the folks that are operating it. If a caller sometimes provides some level of detail that that they shouldn't have that's left out on purpose it it is not in the report that goes to law enforcement if for example someone said my neighbor i think my neighbor's dealing drugs and their address is xyz just give the address (laughs) that information's removed so that there is nothing to trace back to that caller right what else is on there so um you can call the hotline directly, so you wouldn't have to go through uh, calling uh, the 520-882-7463-88 crime number. Um, you, it'll also take you directly to our website. So for community members who would like to look at donating, look at, at some of the things that we're doing on the website, uh, they can go directly to the 88 crime website. And if a if a tipster knows of information in another uh, state, they can also change their location and then report directly through that affiliate of Crime Stoppers across the country. Very cool, very cool. And you are a 501c3. We so are. So it is a tax deductible, just like Law Matters is tax deductible. You're tax deductible. Jim, are you tax deductible? Jim, where now, one thing else about that app is you could also download audio, video, or photos that you, that you can send along with the uh, along with the app that we can pass on to law enforcement. That's the cool part too. Oh, that's awesome! When did they start yeah. doing that? Well, we've we've had it since the inception of us taking it on in November 2016. Well, you didn't tell me. <laughs> I would have I would have advertised that because of so many people they'll see a crime happening and instead of trying to stop the crime they're videotaping. It. Yeah, so and, and also we we um 
and I'm sure it's the same way in, in Arizona, is that you filter these tips to the right agency, but most times we filter these down to the actual detective that's doing the investigation. And, you know, he might have 80% of the, of the, of the case done, and this information that comes in brings, adds that extra 20%, and he's got, he's got his case solved. And in our area, we will, will even, um, if it's a, a regular detective, like a homicide detective, Robert, whatever it might be, is that we can give the, give them the credentials that they can uh, ask questions directly to the tipster as well, and they can communicate back and forth uh, uh, where where we get the information Crime Stoppers does, but but the tipster and the and the detective can c- communicate back and forth as well in real time or leaving yeah. messages. Well, well, leaving messages. Okay. Yeah. All right, because that sounded like it was real time. Yeah, and I think uh, one highlight to make there is if there's a crime in progress, 88 crime would not be, or the P3 app is not the correct tool to use to to report that. If it's a crime in progress, um, someone's jeopardy is at stake, please call 911 immediately. Yeah, and if they don't answer, they put you on hold. Then what do you do? Call 88 Crime. Guess what happened yesterday? (laughs) Yeah, we just don't want someone uh, believing they can go on the app or call 88 Crime and immediately be be connected to law enforcement. Uh, It's it's important to understand the limitations. This is for providing information anonymously. But if you're calling 911, although you can also tell the police that you do not want to be contacted, uh, very important. If it's a crime in progress, please call 911. And, and I know that they're making efforts specifically here to increase staffing and um, improve And sometimes that. when you're, you're put on hold or they're not answering because they're <laughs> short-staffed too, it's because they've got a real emergency that they're working on that needs priority. Oh, absolutely. It's not because they're on break. Absolutely true, and it's important to know when you call nine one one, you get routed through a a operator who gathers very incidental information, the location, the nature of the crime. But then they're sending you to the agency that's going that is going to be responsible for responding to that crime, so it expedites the the law enforcement services or the fire department is fire department. Yeah, nine one one ambulance, whatever. They're the ones that decide who goes. That's correct. So, does it work that way up there in Puget Sound? Uh, similar, sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, what do you want people to take away from today's show? What do you, summing it up, and I'm, I'm talking to Jim, too, what do you want people to understand about the program, the international program? Because I've told people, and I know a lot of people who travel internationally, this app works anywhere just about so jim tell us what do you want people to know about this app well i i think it's it's everybody's responsibility to help to keep their community safe and this is a great tool to uh, to do that remain anonymous and not fear for your safety or any kind of repercussion yeah and and sherry uh, jim spot on I also want our, our callers to understand that, that we believe this is a partnership and that partnership begins with trust. Uh, 
we will do everything to ensure that they remain anonymous, that their information gets to the right law enforcement agency and or detective as quickly as possible so that, again, we can reduce crime collectively together. It takes a village. It does take a village. And, um, and we have a lot of great, great partnerships and a lot of great, great, uh, opportunities for the future to even reduce crime further and improve the quality of life, regardless of where you live or work across Southern Arizona. And you know, I, you just made me think of something. There, there was a little girl who was stalked by a school. If you see somebody who's parked by a school in a van or a, a car or whatever that doesn't necessarily look like they're dropping off kids or picking up kids, but they're there all the time, you might call that in just because it, it's, it's not cool. It might be somebody who's got other intentions. Absolutely. And you never know that you never know when you're going to prevent a crime by seeing something. It's usually you may know something is wrong or feel something is wrong, but you don't know exactly what it is. Take the time. And again, if it's in progress, if it's occurring, call 911. The worst that would happen if the person is doing nothing wrong, law enforcement will respond. They'll have a conversation with them. They'll be on their way. But if they are that stalker, they are that child molester, then you've made a difference in a kid's life who you may never know. True. We use the term, we use the term, there's no harm in a false alarm. Oh, I love that. And then we need to get posters. (laughs) Absolutely. That's awesome. So we, we want to sum up the show. We want people to know that Crime Stoppers, 88 Crime, are there to help you. They're there to help you clean up your neighborhoods, stop some of the stuff that's going on. We've got uh, situations with the smash and grab here too. It's not. It's not just you know in New York or Chicago. It's happening here. And if you see something, have a license plate, the color of the car, the make of the car, the description of the person, and not just that he was wearing a mask and a hoodie and you know. If you can help out in, in any way, call it in. And especially check, take a minute and check out these most wanted. And some of these people are really bad people. We need to get them off the street. Absolutely true. So how many most wanted people do you have on your site? Do you know? A whole bunch? Uh, there's a lot. <laughs> there there are a lot. And, and you know, they they are changing all the time. We have people being arrested. Mm-hmm. We have more being added. So it's not a static number. We don't have a limitation. It's the active cases that we're seeking information on. Uh, and that, again, it, it continues. Well, thank God for the U.S. Marshal, too, for going out there and, and grabbing some of these bad people and th- putting them away. So... Okay, I want to talk about a little bit about the fact that you've got this big event coming up. We want people, businesses, business owners, we want people to contribute to 88 Crime to help keep this program going because without your support, there's no program. Absolutely true. And and the board is working very diligently to engage the public, business owners. Uh, We are seeking sponsors. And we're also seeking companies that can um, can donate goods that we can we can auction off, you know, oh. <laughs> during the during the um, the event. The event is to 
recognize law enforcement and others who have, have made a difference. And I know a lot of our business owners, a lot of our community want to support law enforcement. I think this is a really great way to do it. At the same time, it's our our only funding source right now to raise money to pay tips so that we can keep keep this program going. May 7th, uh, anyone can uh, can reach me by email. I will put uh, or my phone number and I'll. I'll provide you with that. We can put it on on the website. I'm more than happy to take calls, um, and and work with any business or community member that that would like to get involved and and help us make a difference. Um, and well, yeah. if you need any information, you can always email me or call me too, and I will hook you up with the right people. Excellent. So yeah, we need we need you to help out. We're we're here to try to support law enforcement and make our community better. And thank you, Jim, for coming on the show and talking to us and educating us. You're well, always, thanks for having me again. You're always a source of so much information. I always learn something from you every time you're on. So I appreciate you getting up earlier than I had to. <laughs> so... And don't forget, on the 5th of February, if you have any tax questions, write them down, because we're going to have Mark Barnes back on here, and he's just going to answer questions, and he's going to talk. I got an email. Somebody said, what about Bitcoins? How does this fit in? What do I do with my taxes in Bitcoins? So I don't have that problem personally, but he's going to address that problem. So if you have any, any questions on your taxes, call in. We'll get we'll get those answered. Rich, do you have any words of wisdom for our listeners? Just that uh, again, while we were talking, I went to the app to see how easy it was to upload a photo or a video, and if you scroll down to the bottom of your tip after you've entered all the other information, there's just a few more clicks to upload whatever video and photo that you have. It's very very simple. So. If I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> I'm going to have to try it. I'm, I might be sending you some videos, you know, the cat, <laughs> birds on the fence. But I'm going to try all the things that I just learned about this app. We've been promoting this app for a long time, and I didn't know it did so much. So I'm really glad. Now, is this the app that you said was new and improved, Jim? Uh, no, that we have another one that's going to be uh, coming out here uh, in the next, uh, I would guess, three months. So when that is done, will you call me so we can tell our listeners what's going on with that app? Absolutely. We'll have to schedule a show. And if it's difficult, I'm blonde, so, you know, make it easy for me, all right? Okay, mark your calendars for the 5th of February. We'll get your IRS questions answered. Until then, shop local, stay safe, and support 88 Crime.